Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 15, where Jeremy talks to Randy and Lynn Mayak from Mayak Vineyard and Winery. This audio podcast can also be seen at the Texas Wine Lover website as a video. Be sure to make a visit to the website and enjoy the video. The link for it can be found on the website at this podcast location of texaswinelover.com slash 015. Hello, everybody. This is a, a vlog with Texas Wine Lover, and we're fortunate to sit down today with uh, Lena Randy Mayak from Mayak Winery. And uh, thanks for sitting down and hanging out, guys. Great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, it's lovely to have you. Uh, so tell us a little bit. Uh, I know you guys are a younger winery and uh, offering some great things, and a lot of people are hearing the name on Facebook. And kind of tell us a little bit about yourselves and where you come from and what people can expect when they come to visit you. Well, our business is about uh, two years old now, maybe three years old, um, but we started this whole adventure about 15 years ago. Our backgrounds are corporate type of backgrounds. I was in marketing, Randy's in banking, and uh, we started out um, buying a piece of property on Randy's family's home place. They are Czech, and they have family property outside of Schulenburg. And so about 15 years ago, we decided we wanted a place to go on the weekends, and so we ended up buying out his aunts for the land. And um, in the course of clearing cedar, it was all raw land. Uh, we met our neighbor, Lucas Usich, who's from Houston. And he, originally from Italy, he was putting in a vineyard next to his property. And so we, it's a long story short, but we met him. Every weekend we would be out there with he and his wife, commiserating about the heat and the cedar and et cetera and he was putting in his vineyard. And so where other people have a uh, real strong desire to be in this business, ours was more evolutionary, how um, we came to love it vicariously through Luca. So he put in his vineyard, we cheered him on, and it came time for him to open his tasting room, and um, he, didn't, he wasn't sure about doing that. He was shy to do it, basically, because it wasn't his first language, he's Italian. And so we, um, we worked with him as just friends that, that summer, uh, building his tasting room, doing his branding, and, and managing it that summer. And after that, we decided we wanted to have our own tasting room. So I had gone to, in the meantime, I had gone to Tech, uh, the Tech Certification Program for Viticulture, and we had put in our own vines because we intended to sell grapes to Luca. But after working in his tasting room, we got the bug to do it ourselves. So uh, we, we are now next door to a vineyard and winery in Moravia, Texas, Czech country. And we have our neighbor, Luca, who's very Italian and has a very formal setting in his place. And our place is very casual and outdoors and more um, down to earth, I guess is the way of saying it. Also, it's kind of unique because uh, Moravia, Texas, in uh, the Czech Republic, the region of Moravia is their winemaking region, so it's kind of a neat link to that whole uh, going back generations to Moravia itself. So. Yeah, Randy's great-grandfather made wine on the property before, long before we were there. And all around in the country, in the uh, county around us, people make homemade wine and always have. Mm. So um, it's a great tradition to be picking up and carrying forward. It's kind of going back to your roots. Yeah, sure. <laughs> kind of neat. And uh, also to, to kind of meet that local framework, you know, because 
they're so used to sweet wines. That's part of our portfolio. We have a, a sweet wine portfolio, a dry portfolio, kind of the unique. Well, yeah, in that Eastern European culture, they drink sweet wine, and mm -hmm. so we sell about fifty percent sweet, and we knew we would because uh, that's that's the wine of the people. That's what they came from the Czech Republic drinking. So it's all good. So you have a pretty diverse portfolio. Tell us a little about some of the wines you you have on the menu now, and some of that diversity. You have the sweets and you have the dries. Uh, what is the selection you offer uh, currently? Well, when we built our portfolio, we work with Texas Custom Wine Works and they currently are making our wines for us. Uh, we wanted, we're starting out and kind of on a journey. So we've got our vineyard, now we have our tasting room and next year we'll be putting in our winery. So for now, Texas Custom Wine Works makes our wine. And when we worked with Mike Sipowitz on our portfolio, we wanted to have uh, a wide portfolio so we could sort of see what people liked. We wanted to make sure we're 100 miles from Houston, Austin, or San Antonio. So we thought we wanted to make sure that when, that's our credo is if people drive 100 miles to see us, we wanted to make sure they had a great glass of wine. And so uh, we started out, you know, half dry, half sweet, half red, half white, so that we could whole, uh, have great wines of different styles and flavors that people could try and, and we could learn from them, not just what we wanted to have. And so uh, since then, we actually sell 51% sweet and 49% dry, and, um, and it's been great. We've, uh, we literally have been able to satisfy many, most everybody with what we have somewhere in our portfolio. So that was one thing we continue, we will we'll probably always work with Texas Custom Wine Works um, because they can provide, we can only grow Blanc de Bois and Black Spanish. And, um, and we love those grapes. But we want to make sure that we bring other uh, varieties into our portfolio so that we can um, have other types of wine that we can't grow. And um, we want to make sure, again, that we have, have uh, types of wine that you can't get at the grocery store. Make and we, a special experience. And, we, and the Black Spanish and Blanc de Bois, generally harvest from the area, we, we, we take those grapes, get them to love it, crush them there. And then also we're doing blending, you know, the Tempranillo is available there, the Merlot's bread available there, all those varietals are available in the High Plains. We're able to bring the Texas Custom Wine Works to work in, in blending as well. So that works great and bring down to our customers. Yeah, yeah bring to our customers. So is there, as far as going forward, is there a specific focus on certain grape varieties you guys want to be known for? Or you just want to keep concentrating on having that broad spectrum for a lot of people that can come enjoy separate things? Uh, so is there a really direction, let's say, oh, we want to be known for Blanc du Bois and Tempranillo? Or you want to kind of play it by ear and see how things go with, with your vineyard and, and things going forward? Well, I think one thing we know about it ourselves is that we're pretty flexible. And so we, uh, we will adapt to change. So whatever, however the customer leads us, we will go. Okay. But um, we're just determined that as we grow, we will always have a great glass of wine for whoever comes out there. So if, they only, if they've never had a glass of wine before, we will have an entry-level flavor that they, can, that they will love. And then for the most sophisticated palate, we'll hopefully have something for them as well. So we will base our portfolio on Blanc de Bois and Black Spanish because that's what we grow. And we know that fabulous wines can be made from those grapes. But again, we want to bring in more varieties that we can't grow in the area. As you know, south of 35, we're limited in what we can grow. And so we want to bring in other varieties that Texas can offer to our customers um, through other, other providers. 
Well, I think it'll be good going forward. Blunted was obviously not a bad choice, especially yeah. where you're at. And, yes. You know, I'll, I'll toot your horn a little bit here. You know, of course, I've tasted and we've reviewed at Texas Wine Lover the sparkling blonde mm-hmm. Bois. And I'm yeah. assuming that's a pretty good kid out there. Yes. It's, it's, it's been, a absolute stunning amazing. wine. Thank you. It's been a really good seller. It's sold really well for us. Yeah, we're delighted with it. Yeah. And I personally feel that Blanc du Bois has a future as not just a dry wine or sweet, but sparkling. And if you've seen what happens with it as a, you know, like a Madeira or Port style wine, it's so versatile. It is. It's really versatile. So it we really just, allows you different. We love all the stuff that Raymond Hack does with, uh, with Blanc du Bois. He's been, he's used it every which way. And it's yeah. always delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty it's yeah. pretty broad spectrum. You can do a lot of things, which is nice. Right. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit, uh, before we wrap up here, about yourselves. I mean, obviously, you're getting into the wine business now. Personally, what do you enjoy wine-wise? Do you have favorites in, in Texas? And what is your style of wine you like to drink at home? Well, I, go ahead. Well, we, uh, we're... Uh, evolving in the business, so to speak. So I've been able to take early retirement from my career. We spent our first years in the business working regular jobs um, as well as, you know, working this business on the side and on the weekends. So for the people that, you know, are still working and want to get in this business, it can be done. Um, we went to, through the, um, we're, and Randy is still, we're go, we've been through the tech programs, the certificate programs. So I went through the, the viticulture program, and that's my role as the grape grower. And Randy's now in the enology program, and you know we really recommend those as great ways of not only just learning the background knowledge in the industry, but meeting so many awesome people that can help you. The industry is so generous, and uh, and so that's those have been huge benefits that we have found. Um, as far as the type of wines we like to drink. Um, we, we really study the other fine winemakers in Texas. We don't necessarily want to copy anybody's style, but we definitely want to learn more about uh, what it takes to be successful in the business and to bring our own story forth. Um, and, and as we have talked about, we've had very good luck in our area in working with the local chef in um, bringing food and wine pairings, and we have uh, that's just been outstanding experience for everybody, and it's it's special, and so that would be. I think we will continue to evolve our local community of artists. Um, we work with local musicians, local physical artists like uh, designers and um, painting painters uh, to show art in our tasting room, and then obviously with uh, Kip Gallimore as a local chef. So that's sort of our our thing is we're creating kind of vicariously, accidentally, we're creating a little community in our area of, of good stuff. <laughs> so that's what, what, we, what I love about it. I love the wine is um, my product that I sell, but I love the community that, we, that is coming together. And, and, you know, wine starts in the vineyard. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So, you know, the great vineyards of Texas continue to get better, and so better wines are resulting from that. Uh, and... Uh, and, and that, that's part of it as well. If you have really great grapes, you know, if you have a great black Spanish grape, you have a great Blanc du Bois grape, then you can make some great wines. And so that's what I, I look forward to. And I, I enjoy the simplicity of structure that some of the Texas wines have. That uh, They're very simple. They're straightforward. They're like straight down the fairway. And I just, just love that, the presence that you find in some of that Texas wine. In fact, we were having a tasting with you today, and we talked about that, that, that you... You taste that one wine, you say, well, wow, it's got that Texas presence to it that makes it really, really strong and, and 
powerful. So I love that. Yeah. Good old high plains red dirt. Sunday right. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely Sunday right. red dirt. <laughs> absolutely agree, hundred percent. We can do that. Yeah. Well, any any last words to to the listeners or viewers before we kind of break off here? Um, for the people that haven't who dream to go into the business and haven't started yet, I would say start now. Don't wait. Um, it's uh, you can do it in little bits and get it launched. And uh, to all the people that have helped us along the way, I'm very appreciative. And, and the support of, of people like yourself, Jeremy and Jeff Cope and others, we certainly appreciate what you guys bring to the table. Uh, provide tremendous support for a industry in its infancy that really needs that support. So we really appreciate what you guys do to help us move along, move forward. It's, it's absolutely our pleasure. That's what we're here for. All right. Well, uh, it's good sitting down with you two, and congratulations on the opening uh, last year. And I hope Thanks. things continue to grow and advance for you. I'm sure they will. Thank, Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TXWineLover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Thank you.